Miss Goins, I've noticed you have taken an interest in what's happening out there. Cat, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Tonight we'll be discussing the latest episode of Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys, which aired Monday, May 9th. Before we break down that episode, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, there's a 99.99% chance that someone over there is writing something amazing about it. 9999. 9999. 9999. I'm uh, silly tonight. <laughs> so uh, where can um, they reach us? Yes, well, where can they reach us at? They can find me on Twitter at Jen Dev, and he's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Peer Fandom as well to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been pu- posted, published, posted, published. Be sure to use the hashtag Peer Fans when talking about the show so we can chat along with you. Check out Peer Fandom also on Facebook and let us know what fandoms you're most interested in hearing or reading about. Is, is there another poll going on? Because I know they were doing some huge fandom poll. You know, recently. I'm not really sure. I think there might be. Yeah, so go to purefandom.com and check it out and go vote. Whatever your fandom might be, go vote for that fandom. I believe it's a Game of Thrones one, if I'm not oh, correct. Ned. Yes. Ned's I love the Starks. The Starks are my family. I agree. Yeah, okay. So uh, this week for Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys, which is not on HBO... The episode four was titled Emergence. Mm, I, I love these titles lately. Mm-hmm. And the episode, Jones turns to Ramsey for help getting Cole and Cassie back from 1944. Jones visits old Jennifer Goings, oh, old Jennifer Goings, to explore the true nature of time. And we find out what primaries are, which is awesome. This episode was directed by David Grossman, and it was written by Richard Robbins, also known as Richard E. Robbins. All right. So right at the beginning, we find out that Ramsey has made it back and everybody's grilling him about what's going on. Hey, and, then, and then there was a major reveal about yes. Ramsey that came out. And I got the sound bite right here. So let's go ahead and play this up. Need to know. Mr. Ramsey, we need your help. Well, why didn't you say so? What do you need me to do? You need me to beg for mercy while you break my fingers? That's not How about right. electrocution? You could tie a wire around my one nut. Ramsey has one nut. Dun, 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 dun. There is a serious backstory here that, you know, we should follow up with. I don't Does know. Cole know about this one nut? That's the question. Who else knows about it? When did it happen? I was feel like there would be more or, jokes you know, if if Cole knew about the one nut that he was half sack. <laughs> oh god. I just <laughs> I was like watching that, I was like, did I hear that right? Yeah. Let me back up. I heard that right. Well that's interesting. See, I like the way they layer their characters. They give them these little distinctive personalities and traits and things. So now that we know that Ramsey is the guy with one nut. Yeah, and that just came up. I was, yeah, didn't see that coming whatsoever. So anyhow, after that little comment, we find out we don't see Deacon this whole entire episode. I was kind of cool with that. And maybe he was hurt. We could have seen him aged, but now, now Ramsey saved him. Well, which, that's what I'm curious about with Ramsey. What, uh, how is this going to affect him? I mean, he was saved by the guy he went out to kill. So what's that going to do to his character? How's that going to change his relationship with Ramsey? Or is he still super mad at the guy who wanted to kill him anyhow? See, for me, Deacon, 
I know he never really liked Ramsey, and he only tolerated Ramsey because he wanted to work with Cole initially. But they've kind of reformed Deacon's character just a little bit to pull him into the group, and he, he's necessary. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that's going to go with him and Ramsey. I honestly, I just, I had this whole idea of different things that might happen, but now I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one that I, I'm really waiting to see how that works. Because, yeah, I'm totally with you. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with him either. Yeah, because I, I wanted to go in this whole line of speculation of how things are going to really turn out for them. And honestly, I have no idea. I only know that he likes Cassie. And maybe Cassie has had some kind of softening effect on him. But when she and Cole do their thing, that's going to explode between them a little bit. Which leads me to be is, will Ramsey ever become a traveler also? Well, Ramsey is a traveler. Or no, Deacon. I mean, I'm yeah, sorry, Deacon, Deacon. 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 Well, I think, yeah, they'll have a whole uh, team of travelers. I could see him traveling back and forth. I could actually see him turning double agent. There was a whole thing about the travelers. I had to go back to season one about it. They only had, like, certain amount that were able to do it. Yeah, because they kept dying. Yeah, she had the trial and error thing. Maybe that was until they got the, the formula right, which, you know, they, they fixed. They had a new formula for Ramsey well, when he went back to 1944. Yeah, and that was a whole thing where um, Cole was afraid to stick Cassie with it, but he didn't have any other choice when we're at the end of season one. Right, because she was going to die anyhow. Exactly, and but it works for Ramsey, so at least it works for our, our main three. So I guess we'll have to see. I'm sure they can, they can tweak it a little bit to make it happen. They, they've had a lot of time messing with this, and she has more scientists now. They're not all dead this time. Time is on our side. Time. time is The time is there. <laughs> it's time. Uh, speaking of time, Jones is having a serious meltdown lately. Oh, Jones is awesome, and I love her husband. She, ah, oh, yes. She has been cracking since last episode. And then she had another serious episode on this one. Yeah. Where she just had the total meltdown. Which gives us a reason why we know what Michael Hogan is playing the role of a... His doc- name is Saul Ty, dude. Saul Ty is playing the role of Dr. Vance Eklund one he day. He gives good speech. He does. He he he's a good motivational. I mean, he's been there for only you know a couple of days, basically, from her and for her, yeah. And he's already working his way back in. Oh yeah, like he said, he was breaking down those barriers, and he's the one that's actually pushing her to where she needs to go. So he's you know he's he's making a huge impact on her as it is, especially yeah. when she was having her little meltdown about you know. Um, Einstein didn't know anything, and Hawkins didn't know anything, and <laughs> yes, he's a good pusher. So yeah, I was I'm really liking. We we all know we really love Michael Hogan, anyhow. But just seeing his character kind of develop a little bit more and showing that he is going to be a strong character in this. Yeah, I've seen him in shows where he's the awesome Michael Hogan, and he's all time. Uh, but they don't utilize him fully. In this, I feel like they they will utilize him fully. And I was very happy when I saw him giving that speech where he wasn't just a little side character. No, they just have to kind of ease him into it because we don't know who he is. So, I mean, he's got to get there. And I'm, I'm cool with that. And he's, he's a good man with a conscience. So, you know, that's that. The bad thing about time traveling is you can get hurt. Uh, yes. Ramsey gets hit by a car. Last week, Cassie was landing on a sidewalk. Cole, on the other hand, landed in a bar and had a whiskey sour in his hand. Well, Cole's been doing it the longest, so he, he has it down pat. <laughs> he knows a he knows the correct way of stopping. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we did find out from Ramsey 
in the hospital is that he's got the osteoporosis in his arm. Yeah. Now, for everybody who is wondering how this happened, remember, he did spend like 30 years in the past from like 1970 to 2016. Yeah, the um, cop or FBI agent. I want to call him Cone. I'm sorry. I want to call him Cone. Mm-hmm. He he did say that the doctors were mystified because there were parts of um, Ramsey's bodies that were aging differently. And that's part of the time travel issue. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, we've never seen that with Cole, and Cole's been doing it longer. No, but Ramsey was in. He was in a time stream, or he was um, in the past longer than yeah, Cole ever was. Right. Cole's been time traveling longer, but Ramsey is technically like in his mid sixties. Yeah. After spending all that time, because the the juice that Jones shoots him up with, or whatever, slows their aging process down, or some crap like that, if I remember correctly. That is correct. I did love the fact in the ho- in the hospital that we did figure out who was on the phone with Cole. Yes, that was a great callback. I, I was it. worried that they were going to make us relive the entire episode from last week, but I like that they fast forwarded a little bit, and that was just a cool moment. Like, oh, that was Ramsey's, and that's exactly. why he had to hang up. I still want to know who knocked Ramsey out in the first episode, but you know, we'll find out later. I'm sure one day, maybe Ramsey knocked Ramsey out. Exactly. Paradox. Yeah, I think if he did that, he would cause a paradox. Well, not if he knocked him out with something, oh, like a long stick. Oh, this is true. Could have hit him with a stick. <laughs> Beat him with a stick. <laughs> he, do, he doesn't take him long to get out of the ho- uh, hospital at all, though. No, they like I said, they really accelerated it, and I like that they, they caught up with each other so mm-hmm. quickly. One of the questions I had was, what is happening beyond the Red Forest Storm? I think the entire world is, is like that. Um, because when Jones has that little explanation about time kind of colliding or collapsing in on itself. It's not just happening in the red forest. The red forest is everywhere. I think. Right. So what's, uh, what that was my question was like, they can see the horizon and the horizon has all the red out there. Yeah. Are there like sections that was, is it basically like a storm front then there's like section of it and, and there's another section that's okay. Like there's literally yeah, these people out remember there surviving. The, remember the scene last week with Ramsey, Deacon and the other guy, like the, they just missed it, but the other guys, the other people, like they got caught in. I guess that red storm. Okay, so basically, there's people out there who are surviving, have no idea what's going on. They're just trading food at Waterworld. Next I don't thing you think know, the so. I think they can still see out. some things in the distance, and they have no idea that it, what it, what it is exactly. But they can tell that something's <laughs> happening. <laughs> they just know the big red storm coming towards them is bad. Yeah, let, let's go underground, but that's not mm-hmm. going to help. Would it, though? Going underground? I don't think so. Yeah. Because it's time. It's not necessarily um, something physical. It's it's time. Time is catching up with people. True. Yeah. Time doesn't matter about, doesn't care about underground, huh? Right. What did Jennifer say? She said, no beginning, no end, just um, now. That's why why the one guy aged and died and... Exactly, and looked a hundred years old, hundreds of years old. I think Joe said, even though he wasn't. The messenger girl isn't too happy to see Ramsey in the institution because uh, his cycle yeah. has ended. Like she was very confused about that. Like you can't exist now. How can you exist now? Even though he tried to convince her that she was, be- he was back on their side. I was thinking he was. I I wasn't sure at that point. Yeah, me too. Like, I wasn't sure if he was trying to play her. Like, I, I'd like to think he was trying to play her, but, like, ultimately he does want to make sure things happen as they did before. Right. 
By the way, IMDb has her name showing now as Vivian Rutledge. Oh, cool. So now we have a name for her. And now we know who she really is. Exactly. We'll, we'll get to that one in a little bit here. I know. <laughs> one of the good things about time travel in this show is that they don't always get there in time to make things uh, stop things that are happening. Yeah. See, it's, it's not, not like, a perfect show. Yeah, there's yeah. like, okay, what we're going to do, it's not a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which was quoted in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to go back in time and do this. No, that doesn't happen. Cole and Cassie never saved the Prime. Ramsey never made it to help to save the Prime either. It was one of those time does what time wants moments of the show. Right. I did like how the feds uh, took things in their own hands and just went to the hotel. Oh, yeah. Things so uh, that's how, Apparently, that's how they used to do it way back when. Well, you, you didn't know. take them to the station. You just go to a hotel and beat the crap out of somebody. I was waiting for him to break out the phone book. Because well, you know he's supposed to hit him with the phone book. Oh, that's right. You are supposed to hit him with the phone book. Yeah. But there's a smaller phone book than it's not as big. Not as many people around 1944. I know. But, yeah, that's the way you do it because you don't want to take them in because then they're protected under the law and you can't get anything out of them. You know, on the way there, they can fall down a few times. Exactly. Ramsey showed up was really neat. NYPD. <laughs> and Cole totally recognized his uh, voice. <laughs> right, well. And they totally opened the door. It was interesting to see that Ramsey and Cassie both wanted to go back to 2044, uh, 20, 2044. Yeah. But Cole wanted to stay there and get the messenger. Well, and we've talked about this before. Cole was enjoying his time in 1944 very, very, very much. But Cole's also on mission a lot more than everybody else is. Even though they think they're on mission, he seems to be more on the mission. Yeah, because Ramsey has his own side agenda he's worried about. Jones... I don't know what Jones is. Jones is the same thing as Ramsey. Ramsey, all Ramsey wanted to do was save his son, and he saved his son. And he's technically still saving his son because of the Red Menace. It will destroy everything. I honestly think that Jones is still on that process of, if I can fix everything, I can get my daughter back. Yeah, but isn't, like, wouldn't Ramsey still be able to fix his future, even helping out Jones and company? Like, because I'm saying, can't he go find his chick and they go make the baby? I'm not I mean, really sure. Maybe it won't be the same baby, but we've said this already that time wants what it wants. So that person would still be born in a parallel universe. And we've seen multiverses of different things and people still born the same way they were on right. other shows. Well, see, this is another thing with Jones, too, that actually in another time travel show that was on. I'm not going to say what it was. Mm -hmm. This happened also. So if Jones actually does save the world and saves her child from dying, mm -hmm. so her child's going to be all grown up, no clue who she is. From uh -huh. like, you know, her child would be, what, 30 or something like that probably? Yeah. No clue who she is at all. And, well, her child would know, but Jones wouldn't have a clue. Right, because the same thing with her husband. Like, Jones would know her daughter, but she wouldn't have had that time with her daughter. Right. And she may have, you know, annoyed her daughter at one point in the past, and her daughter said, screw you, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh, okay. Now we're, st we're talking about another show. Another, another well, show. Well, no, I'm just saying that could have been a whole thing that could have happened, too. She saved her daughter, but her daughter doesn't like her. and oh, She saved her daughter, and her daughter doesn't like her, so her daughter left. Because she made the thingle boom? Yeah, or something, you know. One of those things. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
man. I, I just, I really, I like this show. It's my favorite time, sh- time travel show of all the ones that we have. I mean, see, we can tell that we were talking about The Flash also. Right. Like, I like The Flash, but not just because they can time travel. But this show is, it's firmly based in the time travel and its mythology. And I love that we finally found out what primary meant. I do too. That was one of the best things ever. Jones going to see... Um, Jennifer up. 8. I want to call her Jennifer 8 every time. Jennifer 8. Grown up Jennifer. <laughs> Old lady Jennifer. Yes. And she makes her the time traveling tea. How awesome was that scene? Oh, that was perfect. I watched it like twice so far. I need to watch it again. There is so much stuff going on in the in that just that scene. There's a lot to take in. I mean, about the backstory of how time has a conscience on its own. It's blended with the human life. And, you know, Jennifer goes on to talk about the primaries, but we have no idea how many primaries there actually are. I'm coming back to that one in just a second. <laughs> and I've, you catch different things each time you view that scene. Mm-hmm. And you can tell they spent a lot of time working on it because it's seriously complex. They could have tried to explain this without doing a scene like that, and it just wouldn't happen as well. This just really pulled everything together. Yeah, it needed to be where it was because they talked about primaries, I guess, maybe the end of the first episode. And then they had the episode titled Primary where we um, saw the younger guy, right? Right. And then we kind of got an idea that he was a primary and Jennifer was a primary. And now they finally told us, like, everything hinges on it. They are the gears and time will collapse in on itself if the um, messengers can kill all of them. Or I guess maybe a certain combination of them. But yeah, the whole fact that Jennifer says there's more than one primary is a really interesting idea. Kind of like in this, I'm going to play this little clip right here. (laughs) I don't have the time to break on through to the other side with you. Jim Morrison. Primary. Okay, so Jim Morrison was a primary. He totally was a primary. And like, did Jones do that on purpose? Did she do it on purpose? I don't know. I think she just... uh, that was what she was going with. But Jennifer says Jim Morrison was a primary. Now, I want you to think about this. Okay. Jim Morrison was supposed to have OD'd, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is how he supposedly died. And conspiracy then there's, theories. There's conspiracy mm-hmm. theories that he's not actually buried where he's at, that he's actually alive somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like Tupac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tupac was Tupac a was also a primary. There you go. They could probably maybe more than one primary at a time. So Jim Morrison was actually murdered by a messenger who went back in time and paradoxed him. I want to see that episode. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm going with that theory. <laughs> there you go. That was one of those things like, oh my God, he just said that. So I, how funny would that have been to have them go back in time or something and Jim Morrison's like on stage in the background or something. And with Jimmy. Like, yeah, and they're like, <gasps> Jimmy! Jimi Hendrix is a prime. No, too many primaries in one area. <laughs> well, what, what's that Club 27 thing where they all die too young? Oh, the tw- yeah, the 27 Club. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're all primaries. They're all primaries. Everybody in the 27 Club is a primary. Oh. Is James seen in the 27? Uh, I don't know how old he was. Huh. Okay. Anyhow, back oh off the, back out of the primary. <laughs> oh, it's there so you good. go. Something to think about. Terry, do it. Well, there you go. At the hotel and uh, at the hospital, Cole runs into Agent Stack, the man who's actually started to believe that he's a time traveler, and he ends up letting Cole go talk to the messenger. Cole's questions to the messenger were just great. 
And oh, I loved yeah. how you could see that he was just figuring everything out just based on what she was telling him. It, it amazes me that they, they don't try to be more secretive with that. Well, no, she's just, you know, she'd live no, I'm talking life. about like in front of people. Well, I think the other guy, he's like, you already kind of know that what's going on. We're just going to clue you in here because you ain't going to hurt anything else. This is true. But I like the fact that she got away, but she can't kill Cole because the witness has spoken. Yeah. I want to know about this witness. This witness thing is driving me crazy. So does that mean she... No, because she didn't kill Ramsey. She didn't want to kill Ramsey because he has a child. Okay, that's why she didn't kill Ramsey. No, okay. she didn't kill Ramsey because his time was already done. His cycle was already through. Right, and so he should have been dead. Right. But he has, a, he has a child, so that's why she didn't kill him. Well, I didn't know that was a part, but... Yeah, that was a part of it, but then... Like, he showed her the possibility of what could happen for her, which we saw later mm-hmm. with that person that we saw later. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what she told Cole. She just wanted to grow up. And, I mean, she wanted to be, a, she had planned on dying. Now she wanted to have her own child. Yeah. And I'm I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm going to wait for that one here in a second because that's a big one. <sighs> it's so exciting. It makes me happy. Back in 1944, it was really cool that Gail wanted to help them out, Agent Gail, after oh. doing the whole thing with Cole. You mean Agent Cohn? Yeah, Agent Cohn. And it was interesting to see if or when he will show back up again. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing because initially I was worried when they left him knocked out, we wouldn't see him again until like later in another timeline. Right. But they brought him back. So we, we have to see him. He knows too much not to show up again. Well, he had the whole thing where Cole, you know, said, come on back here. You're, you're going to love this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watch them all just disappear. And uh, or, That was cool. And, and it, he, did he say Jules Verne? No. Yeah, what was H.G. Wells. H.G. Uh, Wells. Yeah. Oh, my God. Awesome. And it was just, that's, that's the way you initiate somebody into the time travel group there. You just kind of mess their mind up a little bit. And see you later. Like and, what? just happened but now we know how the picture got up to the hotel room mm-hmm. especially after cassie tore the one in half that they had taken mm. cassie's still annoying me uh-huh she but not was. as much not as much well after her and rams uh she had that little talk with ramsey that kind of helped out a little bit well, i mean i thought they were working together finally and then she she started getting annoying again when they got back to the future with Jones. Oh, when they got back, everybody got annoying on that whole thing. Everybody doesn't. No one has a clue. Everybody's yelling and screaming at each other. And Cole's the only one that realized that no one is in command of the whole situation. He jumps in and takes control of everything. Yes, he does. Finally. Somebody has to because, you know, Jones is off on a little tangent. Cassie doesn't trust Ramsey. Ramsey doesn't think everybody's going to kill him. <laughs> Cole is the one on mission. He's going to, you know, get strangled by his one ball. But Cole is the one on mission. Yeah, true. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes forward from this, which is where I think that um, Dr. Eklund is going to come into play a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think he's really going to pull forward and come up a little bit better with Jones, who doesn't. Ha- doesn't actually know how to fix anything. He's going to be like the solid rock beside her. I'm down for that. Anytime Michael Hogan is on screen is good screen time. So mm-hmm. bring it. Exactly. Even if he's just sitting there looking all handsome and older and distinguished. Let's see. He'd do his thing. Yeah. So flash forward to 1971. Flashback. Whatever. Flash forward. Vivian is on her deathbed and she has a son. Dun, 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 dun. Which is what she told Cole she wanted to do in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, she's surrounded by flowers and 
and who is this guy that's with her? I mean, he's he's hmm. You don't really get a good look at his face or anything else. And you do see flowers. Yeah, we see flowers, but you know that's her thing too. And it's, it's way to go. But then we see Jennifer. Jennifer's lost her mind. Well, the voices are talking. So I got confused about when was Jennifer? Was that um, 19? Jennifer, that was probably 2016. I think that was 2016. Okay. The voices are getting to her, poor baby. It's either 2016 or it's 2015, one or two. But I'm I'm still going with 2016. Yeah. But outside, sitting on the... On the uh, bench outside, it's the pallet man. Uh oh, uh, it's Vivian's son. Uh oh, explains he's, he's on mission from the twelve monkeys. Explains why he is so strong. Mm-hmm. Second question: Who was his father? Luke. Luke was his oh Darth Raider. Okay, no. <laughs> I thought for sure he died in the paradox, but he survived just like his mother did. I told you we had to see him again. And here's the other mind-screwing moment of the show. You know what this means, that he is Victoria's son, uh, Vivian's son, right? So is it is Cone the father? No. Like, who could... Are you sure? I'm sure that what that it wasn't... That would have been cool, though. No, it, it was an agent stack. He, he had nothing to do with it. I'm pretty positive on that one. Okay. But you know what this means with the Palin Man? It, with if... He's Vivian's son. The Pallet Man was a huge help to Olivia raising the babies that would go on to be the messengers, one of which would live into the future, only to go back in the past and give birth to him. She's Sarah Connor. It's a whole loop of weirdness. If he hadn't have been born, he wouldn't have been able to take care of his mother as a child. Sarah Connor. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that was just one of those moments where wow that was deep like does your head hurt or what like, every time after you get done watching the show you're like oh my god really wait, like wait, what came first i'm confused who came hold on how's that work who's yeah. on first exactly who's the who's the witness is like they have this thing last season where they had all these arrows that kept going back and forth they did, yeah. Oh, and that was from when they were going, jumping back and forth between time. Right. See, almost, they need one of um, Jones's boards just to draw lines from who's related to who and where we went and then what in time and where they came from. Messengers originated from 2044, now 2016. Yeah, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm almost waiting to find <laughs> out that Vivian is the witness. She can't be the witness. Why can't she be the witness? She knows everything. She only knows everything because the witness told them things. But so if she, she, she can't be the witness. Why can't she be the witness? If she had a son who took care of her when she was a baby, she would know everything up until that point. She but knows somebody still had to instill that knowledge from the witness. Right. And she had all the knowledge from 1944 to 1971 that she instilled into everybody else, which then gave this other group of people who trained the messengers and told them everything that they know, which in turn, she told, she basically trained somebody to train her what she knew. Bruce Willis is the witness. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's confusing. It's right there. It could <laughs> totally work out multiple ways. Exactly. Okay. So what else you got for this one? Anything? No, it's just a lot of great one-liners. And I would say them now, but they're at work. <laughs> Useless to us. Yeah, you, but I will pe- I will post them on our Facebook page. Okay, you do that. Go over there and check out the fam- uh, the Pure Fandom Facebook group. We'll have this thing up there, too. Leave us some comments. And if you aren't already there, head on over to purefandom.com also. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. 
Definitely. We got a lot of different stuff up there, and there are tons of awesome writers filling the site up with amazing fandom articles. Absolutely. And for more time travel goodness, you can check out our other podcast for Pure Fandom, which is the Legends of Tomorrow recap. And also, we'll be back next week for 12 Monkeys Episode 5. Yes. And if you have any thoughts or comments about the episode, let us know in the comment section below or hit us up on Twitter or hit us up on the Facebook or whatever. And yeah, and let us know what favorite lines were yours besides besides the nut thing. And we already you, said that. Exactly. And if you got an idea who the witness is, it's better than my explanation, let me know. It's Cole. Until then, beware the red tea. I don't have the time to break on through to the other side with you. Jim Morrison. Primary.